Welcome in, welcome in. Week two of the cash process. I'm your host, Ben Hostler. AC is uh, busy, cannot make it to the computer today, so uh, we're hitting a solo edition. We want to have this out on Tuesdays every week. So uh, I'm going to hit a solo edition of the cash process here. We're going to quickly review week one, what went right, what went wrong. And then we're going to preview week two of the NFL DFS landscape. Hopefully you guys had a good week one. If you're watching this video, we truly, truly appreciate it. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, ring the notifications bell so you get notifications um you get notified whenever we drop a video if you guys don't know i do a daily live stream monday through friday at 3 p.m eastern showing off the bet karma tools uh we talk bets all kinds of stuff over there that's 3 p.m every single day monday through friday over on the youtube channel you can check that out i also go live it was initially going to be in discord might change it to youtube we went youtube in week one might do it on youtube again so if you guys don't know saturday nights 9 p.m uh, 9, 9.30 around. And then I'll tweet it out on Saturday mornings, go live to talk about the slate, maybe build some lineups. And then Sunday morning, I know you guys joined me, 11 a.m. Eastern, answering all your final questions, DFS, season long, sports betting, props, survivor pools, whatever you guys got for me. So basically getting daily streams here throughout football season. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video. We really, really appreciate it. Um, week one for me, wasn't very good. Um, you guys know if you've watched this this uh, video for the last five, six years that Anthony and I have done it, we come on here, we talk about it, good or bad. Um, Anthony, I know, did very well. He won, profited on both DraftKings and FanDuel week one, and it was kind of the inverse for me. So Anthony had, had never profited on a week one slate, and he comes out this year, and he wins on both sites for me. I had a six-year streak going. I had never lost in week one, and that streak came to an end this year. I made a bad 2v2 decision in cash games on Saturday. Um, if you guys watched the stream yesterday at 3, I told you I, I just knew it was a bad decision when I made it. Um, ended up not having Tyreek Hill in my lineup, and uh, it was a mistake. Um, so that was unfortunate. Uh, my GPPs didn't really do very well. I won back maybe 30% of what I entered. So wasn't a very good week for me on the main slate. Uh, showdown has been very good to me, luckily. So we came out Thursday night, showdown with the Chiefs and Lions took down tournaments. So I won a good chunk of money that night and then um, did very well on showdown on Sunday night as well. So Luckily, we've had that showdown to kind of recoup the uh, lack of success on the main slate. But look, it's one week. You guys know we've done this for years. We're not going to get too, too beat around about one week. We're going to get back to the grindstone. I'm ready to get into the grind week after week. And uh, hopefully we we put ourselves in position to win over the course of the season. Things will work out in the end. It's also been a very, very good betting start to the year for me. If you guys... Obviously, we want you to check out DFSCarma.com. We want you to join up, get in the Discord, and sign up, get access to the DFS core plays, the DFS Discord, all that good stuff. We want you to do that. But we also have BetKarma.com, and college football and NFL betting has been exceptional for me. You, all my plays get tracked. Um, 
you get access to the tools. Basically, when you sign up, you're signing up for the tools. Um, Bet Karma has been absolutely going crazy the last few months. We have so many people joining up. It's awesome. Uh, you get access to the tools, but you also get premium access to my betting card for college football, for baseball, for uh, college basketball coming up, um, and the NFL. And uh, I am up 30 units over the last 30 days for $100 better. That is over $3,000. Um, NFL was great betting this weekend. College football was exceptional. So betcover.com, check that out. That's what we talk about mostly on the daily streams. With that being said, I'm ready to move on from week one. I'm ready to get into week two. I have the DraftKings. If you're watching the video and not on iTunes, I have the DraftKings salaries pulled up here on the screen. Um, and we've made it four minutes without any Browns talk because AC wasn't here. Um, I want to kind of get into, before I go through the injuries real quick from week one and then start talking about week two, I do want to talk about um, kind of reacting to week one and, and where 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 we go from here. So I think that there it's a very fine line in the NFL. You don't want to overreact to things that happen in week one, but at the same time, it's not baseball. It's not basketball. There's not daily games. There's only one game a week. So you have to react quickly to things in order to make money. Um, but you, like I said, there's a fine line between that and overreacting. So you don't want to overreact, but you have to react quickly. So it's a very, very fine line, especially early on in the season for people. Um, so takeaways from week one for me, these teams that don't, don't play guys, we saw this last season and then we saw it This year, I can I can tell you, I can predict for you guys now, this will be a very hot-button topic in the 2024 season. Um, coming into week one, it will be a very hot-button topic of people talking like, oh, we should fade these teams that, that didn't play guys in the preseason. A lot of these teams that did not play their starters in the preseason struggled, and it looked like preseason football. The Cincinnati Bengals come to mind um, as one team. And there's, there's numerous teams that just didn't look very good and they didn't play their guys uh in the preseason at all so that's something that that we can take away i don't want to overreact to some of these teams looking bad cincinnati uh buffalo uh buffalo played their guys a little bit in the preseason but i you know it's one game i don't baltimore i don't want to overreact to, to some of these spots um if you if you think about it like really none of these teams went crazy in week one except for that dolphins chargers game that really was like the only teams that re really did anything crazy sam fran looked really good but, but um, yeah, the preseason matters in terms of guys getting reps, but clearly the preseason does not matter in terms of the teams that uh, had success because you look at some of the teams that were very good in the preseason, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers come to mind. I mean, they just got absolutely dominated at home. So, you know, I don't want to overreact to teams that didn't play their guys in the preseason because they're still adjusting um, to getting actual game reps. Um, another big takeaway for me, the Chargers offense, I uh, did didn't love what didn't love what I saw. I don't think they played bad. Uh, you know they scored a lot of points, but I I really wasn't encouraged. I, I didn't see them throwing the ball down the field more like we thought they would. Um, you know Justin Herbert again, kind of Matt and I talked about this when we did our first reaction video to the pricing. Um, when it first came out, but it's tough to play Justin Herbert in DFS, in my opinion. It's why I never really consider him a, a cash game play, but 
but um, he just doesn't post those. I feel like his ceiling is a little bit lower than some of the guys priced around him. So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't really encouraged uh, by what I saw from the Chargers. That was a little bit of a letdown, personally. I mean, you think in a, in a game that scored as many points like that one did, you, you would think that he was able to put up a bigger score. Obviously, he got trolled by Eckler on one of those touchdowns, but overall, I just don't think it was uh, super encouraging what I saw from their offense. Um, we did have some injuries to, to go over as well. So I'm going to pull that up. Um, Austin Eckler is dealing with an injury. Not sure in terms of him playing or not, but he's dealing with an injury. Jacoby Myers had a very good game. Uh, he was dealing with a head injury. Greg Dulcich is going to be out, I think, moving forward for the Broncos. Uh, and then Evan Hall is going to be out for the Indianapolis Colts, the running back. We also had Aaron Jones dealing with something, but he kind of downplayed that after the game. He said that if it was a, if they were losing or something like he would have been able to go back in the game. So I guess we don't have to worry about his injury. Uh, and then Anthony Richardson, uh, who looked really, really good in terms of fantasy production. He also was dealing with a, a like a bruise, I guess. Uh, he came out on the last drive of that game and uh, he said that he's going to be fine. So those two doesn't look like we need to monitor it much, but obviously we lost J.K. Dobbins completely. He is going to be out, uh, torn Achilles. Um, Aaron Rodgers also the big news. Very very unfortunate for him. Um, that was that was tough to watch. And then uh, the other ones that I mentioned. So a li little bit of injury stuff going on. But uh, I think we can head in. So I have the DraftKings pricing pulled up. Starting at quarterback, we get the Chiefs back on the slate. Um, that's another injury, Travis Kelsey, but I think the tentative plan is that he will be able to play this week. Um, so keep that in mind, but Patrick Mahomes, 8,300 against the Jags, Josh Allen, 7,900, uh, Lamar Jackson, 77, Justin Fields, 76 and Justin Herbert at seven K. So, uh, five guys above seven K on DraftKings. Josh Allen, uh, this is a big, uh, big sticking point here. Um, if people are going to overreact to him having a, a bad game in week one, I'm going to be very, very interested in playing some Josh Allen in tournaments this week. We will see what happens there at home. Good matchup, I think, against the Raiders. So we'll see what happens. But if people are going to freak out and not want to play Josh Allen, um, I saw Nick Wright had a tweet that he has like all these turnovers since the start of last year, like most turnovers in the league since the start of last year between interceptions and fumbles. I think the tweet was he's played 19 games. He's thrown 20 interceptions and he has like 15 fumbles or something over that span. So if that's a, if that's a talking point coming to the week, I'll be very interested in Josh Allen in tournaments. Um, probably not a cash game play for me though. Lamar Jackson, again, don't want to overreact. I think he's a great tournament play. Justin Fields um, did not look good. Offensive line is a concern for the bears. It always has been obviously um, people were expecting a big leap uh, for him passing the ball. Uh, 37 pass attempts is encouraging, although they were trailing basically the entire game. But uh, I was a little bit lower on Justin Fields' season. Long-wise, coming into the season, he still has 
slate breaking upside with his legs. I mean, nine for 59 rushing. He can rush for over 100 yards every single week. So uh, I wouldn't panic on him. Tournaments, I still think he will be a fine play moving forward. And then, like I said, Justin Herbert, super good matchup for Justin Herbert this week. Pass funnel spot against Tennessee. Not that he had a bad game. I mean, he had 21 DK. But, um, you know, I, I just expected a, a little bit more from Kellen Moore in the offense. So good tournament spot, but Justin Herbert will not be a cash game play for me pretty much the entire season. So with that being said, the top guys, we don't have Hurts on the slate. So you have these Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson types. Those are probably where you would go cash game wise if you're spending up. But I have interest in someone a little bit lower. Uh, Joe Burrow, fine tournament play at 6,900. Trevor Lawrence, good tournament play at 6,700 against the Chiefs. But for cash games, I'm sure he'll be very, very popular. Once again, it's Anthony Richardson. He's 6,300. Like I said, have to be encouraged. And anyone that drafted him in season long, um, I have a bet on him for rookie of the year at 91. Anyone that has these uh, futures and just season long exposure, best ball exposure, whatever, you have to be really, really encouraged by what you saw. Um, they let him throw the ball 37 times. Um, he did hit, uh, had more passing yards than Justin Fields, uh, which is hilarious. Did throw for a passing touchdown and then 10 attempts with a ton of design runs. I think he had the second most uh, designed run attempts of the entire week. 10 attempts for 40 yards with a rushing touchdown. I do f firmly believe if you guys didn't see the end of the Colts game, uh, they got all the way down. It, it, they didn't have a chance to win the game, but they got down to basically the goal line. And Anthony Richardson came out of the game due to that bruise. And they ran a couple plays with Minshew from the goal line. Firmly believe if Anthony Richardson stayed in that game, uh, he would have punched that in. So we're looking at potentially uh, from him, what, 27, 28 DraftKings points. Like I think he could have had two rushing touchdowns there with 11 attempts. Could have had another passing touchdown, but I, I'm assuming he would have just punched it in from the one-yard line. But you have to be excited about what we saw. Now he plays the Houston Texans in week two. Uh, like I said, he said, don't worry about his injury. So Anthony Richardson, I'm sure, will be very popular, and uh, he will be the go-to cash game play for me this week. Uh, outside of him, like I said, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, all those guys are fine tournament plays. I'm, Josh Allen, I can tell you right now, is probably going to be where I go in tournaments if people don't want to play him. Uh, Jared Goff at home where he's been very good at Ford field in his career, uh, against Seattle, who that, that was basically the number one thing that I was wrong about in week one. Um, I still, I don't know how good the Rams defense is going to be like for the rest of the season. Cause I, I'm just not a believer in the guys that they have on the field, but, uh, Seattle did not look good uh, offensively. Uh, they lost multiple offensive linemen to injury in the game and Geno Smith did not have a lot of time to throw. But the Seattle defense looked bad. They very good outside corners, but they were getting absolutely cooked in the middle of the field by Matt Stafford and those Rams receivers. So you have to be excited about Jared Goff for tournaments at home here. I think he's been very good at home. We've seen him last season have multiple huge passing number uh, games at home. So good spot for him at 6,200 direct pivot off of Richardson and tournaments. Definitely going to be interested. Uh, all these guys below, I mean, Daniel Jones, uh, Geno Smith, all those guys, you know, you can consider those guys in tournaments every week, but uh, none of them really stick out to me upon my first look. Obviously, be sure to check out the content later on in the week in my article for uh, more takes on that.
Moving on to the running back position. Uh, most expensive running back this week is Christian McCaffrey, 8,900. He did what Christian McCaffrey does in week one, 29 DraftKings points, ripped off a long touchdown run, had 22 attempts for 152 yards and a touchdown, added in, in five targets, three for 17 receiving. Um, they didn't seem, I don't know what to make of this. Again, I don't want to overreact, but we were expecting Elijah Mitchell to be more involved than he was. I don't know if that's a long-term plan or if it was because it was week one and this is when Christian McCaffrey is the healthiest and they're not trying to conserve him for the playoffs, but um, very good workload. Definitely going to be interested in McCaffrey uh, this week. Not sure if I will consider him in cash. I still think I would give the edge to receive but we don't have Tyree Kill on the slate uh, and some other guys. So, you know, we'll see. Austin Eckler, like I said, we don't know about his injury. If he were to miss this game, obviously Josh Kelly would be a smash play at his price. He is uh, 5K on DraftKings. So, you know, we'll monitor that throughout the week. If he's in and active, um, you know, he's fine on DraftKings, full point PPR. But I, I typically don't play a ton of Austin Eckler myself. So we'll see. Saquon Barkley, I think, is a great tournament play at 8 Okay. The Giants got absolutely boat raced by the Dallas Cowboys. On Sunday Night Football, much, much better spot for them against Arizona here. Saquon Barkley, when they're not down by 30 points instantly, is going to have a fantastic role again this season. Good matchup. 8K for Saquon Barkley looks pretty good to me. Um, as far as cash games go, we'll see about McCaffrey later in the week. I just don't know. Um, B. John Robinson looked electric in week one, but Tyler Algier, very much a factor. This is why I didn't want to just run out of my way to spend a top four or five season long pick on B. John Robinson. Um, so he's going to be pretty much GPP for me for the bulk of the season. Uh, Tony Pollard at 7,500 at home against the Jets looks very, very good. Uh, Dallas has moved. Uh, they opened at like a three point favorite in this game. Obviously Aaron Rodgers is out now. So, uh, they've ballooned up to eight, nine point favorites at home. Great, great spot for Pollard as a big home favorite. Um, even with them being up, he got a lot of goal line looks, which I wrote in my article. I wrote him up for an anytime touchdown this week. Um, obviously, that cashed, but I wrote up that uh, Zeke last year was top five in attempts inside the 10. He was up there for attempts inside the five as well. If any of those go to Pollard, he's going to have a very good role because we know he's going to get you 16, 17 touches weekly anyways and he did get goal line work so super encouraging for tony pollard i'm very high on him having a big season so 7500 at home as a big favorite love the spot for pollard henry and jacobs are our tournament plays for me uh pretty much weekly same can be said for etn i think we have to be really really happy with what we saw from travis etn tank bigsby looked pretty bad overall he did punch in a, a touchdown on the goal line but etn this five five catches um i'm excited about i think etn kind of was like in on him in season long where he was going and i i think the probability that he has a big season tank bigsby looked legitimately bad on the field i again they gave him a touchdown late in the game but um i I'm excited about what I saw from ETN here. Close spread at home. Looks like a pretty good tournament play to me. Uh, Jameer Gibbs looks like a great tournament play uh, to me here at 6,300 at home. Uh, as a favorite, I think his role will continue to grow 
throughout the season. Uh, David Montgomery still will be a factor, but uh, Jameer Gibbs is too good not to, to get on the field. I mean, he had two would-be touchdowns in that game against the Chiefs. One, he just slipped and fell. Um, he looked electric when he had the ball, and I, I think they'll continue giving him more touches. So definitely like that spot in tournaments for Gibbs. Uh, cash game-wise, Kenneth Walker stuck out to me here at 5,800. Uh, Zach Charbonnet was not very involved. Uh, Kenneth Walker was eating in the first half of that game when it was close. Then they got down. They couldn't really run the ball as much, and they just really couldn't get anything going uh, in the second half. But, um, you know, Zach Charbonnet was not a, a very involved at all. Have to be encouraged with this four four catches on five targets. I know the yards aren't there, but five targets is good for Kenneth Walker. Uh, again, Against Detroit, I'm definitely interested in him at 5,800. Um, Pacheco, GPP for me. James Cook, GPP for me. Tyler Algier, GPP, I think. Uh, Rashad White, I think, is interesting here. Not sure if I'll be in on him for cash games just because of how bad. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know what I expect from Tampa. If you guys watched this, AC was high on Tampa's offense in week one. I had a bet on Tampa to win that game, which they did. But Minnesota, I'm very low on their defense for this season. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Rashad White did get a ton of the work, 17 attempts, um, played a lot of the snaps, dominated the snaps. So that's encouraging for him. But if he has a, a couple more bad games, I do think they're going to give Sean Tucker a look. Um, Brian Robinson did good, but on DraftKings, not really somebody that i go out of my way to play. Um, he did get more receiving work. Like, you know, he only has two targets. I guess he caught a touchdown. I don't know. I feel like route-wise, I don't have the numbers pulled up, but I feel like he did more route-wise uh, than I had anticipated coming into the season. But uh, I want to talk about Deion Jackson here at 4,900. Um, he had 13 attempts for, four, for 14 yards. Uh, that's horrible. But he did see six targets and lost two fumbles, which also is not good. But let's talk about this. Indy played extremely fast. Um, like they were running at just an insane pace in that game. There looks like a team that, that we're going to want to stack like their games often. Um, like just with that, I think they were first overall in, in pace. And um, now Evan Hall was out. So if we pull up Evan Hall here. Um, he actually didn't do much, but, uh, I think snap wise, he definitely was on the field a little bit. Um, I don't have it pulled up, but, uh, I don't know when Zach Moss will be coming back. If Zach Moss is not back and Evan Hall is out for this game, obviously Anthony Richardson is going to take, um, I would assume most of the close looks, but, uh, Deion Jackson, I do think will probably pop in projections. Not sure how I really feel about it. Um, for like a cash game perspective, I don't know. It's just. Matt, me and Matt were kind of on it. Like, we really did not want to play Jamal Williams last week. And uh, as you can see, that didn't turn out. Deion Jackson definitely fits into that, like, mold for me. So we'll see later on in the week. But I, I do want to bring him up because if, if Evan Hall gets ruled out and Zach Moss is not back, I do think Deion Jackson will probably pop in projections, especially given the matchup against Houston. They let up three rushing touchdowns in week one uh, to the Ravens. They were one of the worst rush defenses in football last year, arguably the worst. So uh, that's something to monitor. He's only 4,900. 
think that about does it overall. On to wide receiver. Uh, Steph Diggs had a really good game. Even despite Josh Allen's struggles, tough matchup against Sauce Gardner and that uh, Jets secondary still had 10 for 100 and a touchdown. A really good game for him. Like I said, I'm probably going to be pretty interested in Josh Allen this week in tournaments. So Steph Diggs will be right there as well. Jamar Chase, I am not worried about that first game for the Bengals. You can fire Jamar Chase up confidently in all formats, but Amon Ross St. Brown is who I want to talk about. So like I said, the Seattle defense was getting just carved up in the middle of the field last week. That fits in perfectly to Amon Ross St. Brown's game. He looked great in week one. I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's live to lead the league in, in catches this year. He's going to have a monster year, 7,800. Love Amon Ross St. Brown this week at 7,800. He's probably my favorite play. Calvin Ridley looked exceptional in week one. First game back in almost two years. Um, just an easy 11 targets, eight for 100 and a touchdown. He also had another touchdown. I'm pretty sure that got called back. So it could have been been an even bigger day for Calvin Ridley, 7,200 expected shootout against the Chiefs, fire him up, cash games. Um, he's going to be super high owned, tough fade for me in cash this week is Calvin Ridley. So Calvin Ridley and ARSB stick out as my two favorites. Um, digs for tournaments I love. Chase is always in play. Um, you know, CD, tough matchup, but he's definitely in play. Devontae's in play for tournaments. Garrett Wilson is dead as long as Zach Wilson is the Jets quarterback. So until they make a move for a quarterback, it's going to be tough to get excited about Garrett Wilson at this price tag because uh, Zach Wilson literally can't complete a forward pass. Everything he did, other than the touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson, which was just the craziest catch I've ever seen in a game, he tipped the pass was so bad he had a guy draped all over him. He tipped the ball to himself to catch it. Um, other than that, everything the Jets did was a screen, bubble screen, run the ball. Uh, I have no confidence in Zach Wilson. All these guys below Ridley um, are going to be GPP for me because I think Ridley, Ridley and ARSB are going to be tough fades for cash. So I think if you plug those guys in, And you plug in Anthony Richardson. Let's see what this does. So we plug in Richardson. We plug in St. Brown, Ridley. Um, let's just put any defense in. I'll just click whoever. There's tons of cheap tight ends. Just click one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pr pretty standard build here. But Ridley and a ARSB, I think, are, are going to be my cash plays. So all these other 7K guys are good for tournaments. Moving on down, uh, both Brendan Ayuk and Debo are in good spots here against the Rams. Uh, Debo, historically, I think, has been pretty good against the Rams, but I don't know the numbers pulled up. Ayuk, I told you guys uh, on the stream on Sunday that uh, he's very, very good against man coverage. Pittsburgh, very man-heavy. I mean, he went absolutely nuclear, 35.9 DraftKings points, caught all eight of his targets for 129, two touchdowns. Good spot for both those guys. Uh, good spot for the Chargers guys. Um, so Keenan Allen was up there. Uh, he can be a pivot off of Ridley. Mike Williams, uh, never really someone you play in cash, but uh, he's definitely interesting for tournaments at 5,700 against Tennessee. Um, Zay Flowers, I, I think we have to talk about. Um, he's 5K, definitely going to be in consideration for cash games. He had 10 targets. That was around 40, uh, like 44% of the Ravens' entire targets in week one went to Zay Flowers, and he did Zay Flowers things. I mean, he's absolutely electric when he gets the ball in his hands. Um, I have a bet on him to lead all rookies in receiving yards. Good start with 78 for him in week one. Also got two rush attempts. 
temps. And, you know, maybe with Dobbins out and apparently they're not going to bring anyone in, um, which I guess we didn't talk about the Ravens running back. So I'll go back and look at that. But, um, you know, maybe he sees a couple more of these like jet sweep type stuff in, in week two. So maybe two, three rush attempts for him on top of, you know, his targets. So Zay Flowers is going to be a fantastic cash game play for me this week. Uh, the Rams guys, Puka went absolutely ham. 15 targets is insane. I don't think we've ever seen a rookie come out and have 15 targets in recent times in, in his first game. I mean, absolutely insane game for Puka. Tutu Atwell had a good game as well. Both of them, uh, both of them, uh, excuse me, went over 100 receiving yards. Uh, definitely a good spot for those guys with Cooper Cup out. They can be considered for cash games and tournaments. Uh, another tournament play that I think is interesting is going to be Kadarius Tony here at 4,600. Literally, if you want to talk about overreactions, uh, he had a bad game, and I'm, I'm not denying that. But literally, in prime time, everybody watched Kadarius Tony last week. Nobody wants to play Kadarius Tony in, in week two, but it should be a great game against the Jags, definite shootout potential. And when he's on the field, they get they try and give him the ball. Um, had a rush attempt. He's live for red zone rush attempts on the goal line, especially he's live when he checks in to the game, they throw him the ball, whether he drops it or not. So Kadarius Tony, I do think is a good tournament play this week. Obviously not playing him in cash games. Um, there's some other cheaper guys down here that I think you could fire on. I mean, Rishi Rice scored. Uh, he didn't run a lot of routes. Uh, but he did score the touchdown, so maybe his role grows this week. People might talk about him for GPPs. Uh, Deontay Hardy at 3,300 played a good amount for the Bills last night. Um, did have a rush attempt, and a, he had a couple early targets in that game as well. He's 3,300. Kind of thin, I think, for Cash. Uh, but just something to consider. Marvin Mims did not play a lot. People were wrong. We were collectively wrong about Marvin Mims. I ended up pivoting off Marvin Mims and cash. It didn't even make a difference. Uh, but he was outsnapped by multiple other players, including uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, uh, Sean McVay, just, or not Sean McVay. Sean Payton just wants to get his guys from uh, New Orleans in there, apparently. I don't see anyone else cheap, like, really sticking out. But I want to go back and talk about the Ravens guys. And then I want to mention DeAndre Hopkins as a uh, tournament play as well. Don't know. I mean, maybe consider him for cash, but I mean, uh, the usage you have to be excited about. I mean, 13 targets, um, only caught seven of them, not an efficient game from him, but I mean, it, they were force feeding DeAndre Hopkins the ball. So I think you have to be excited about that. If you have DeAndre Hopkins on your season long team and we can consider him a decent play this week as well. Mainly Zay Flowers, ARSB, and Calvin Ridley. I think that's probably like your cash game receivers this week. Uh, Ravens guys, like I said, without Dobbins. Justice Hill's 4,900. Definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, I saw they were going to bring in Melvin Gordon. I don't really think that's trustworthy. He's 4,400. Justice Hill I definitely think is in play. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens by the weekend. We, we will see. We will move to tight end. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, who knows if these guys play, if they're in good uh, tournament plays, if they they are out. Obviously, um, if Kelsey misses Noah Gray at 3,400, definitely would be a, a cash game play, I think. 
Uh, Isaiah Likely got just nothing last week, but uh, I mean he he'll he'll pop again if if Andrews is out. We'll see what happens with those guys. Darren Waller, I think, is a really good tournament play. Should be healthier. He didn't have to do much in that game. And uh, so he should be a little bit healthier this week. Good matchup against Arizona. I think that he's going to smash in this Giants offense. So Darren Waller, 5,500 fire him up in tournaments. Higby's still too expensive for me to consider for a cash game. So I think we dropped down Sam Laporta. Um, like I said, Noah Gray, if Kelsey's out. Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Kincaid, Jacob Conquell ran a ton of routes, didn't do much, only two targets, but he was on the field a lot running routes. That's positive. Um, he's 3,300. Luke Musgrave, 3,200. Jake Ferguson, 3,300. Uh, seven targets from Dak Prescott last week. Uh, so there's a lot of guys in this lower range you can consider. And then you also have Adam Troutman here with no Dulcich. He's 3,300, caught all five of his targets for 34 yards. So there's an abundance of cheap tight end plays this week. That's where you're going in cash games. Darren Waller uh, looks really good in tournaments for me. And then obviously you have Kelsey Andrews as well, but uh, plenty of cheap guys to, to choose from in cash games this week, finishing it off with defense uh, Cowboys. I'm sure people will want to fire them up in tournaments uh, coming off a 37 DK point game. Now they get to just tee off on Zach Wilson. Uh, there is a likely chance that Micah Parsons like just murders Zach Wilson on the field on Sunday. I mean, I, I literally pray for Zach Wilson behind that offensive line trying to stop this Cowboys defense. It is going to be an ugly, ugly scene. So Cowboys and Pollard, I'm sure, will be a popular little stack in tournaments. After that, I think we're dropping down here for your cash games. Um, Lions at home interest me. Baltimore Ravens interest me. Uh, Arizona Cardinals interest me at 26. That's probably the focus for me early, but uh, we'll see how the builds work out as we move on. A little bit of a longer episode, even though I was on here by myself, but try to go a little bit more in depth. If you guys like the solo editions, let me know in the YouTube comments. Like I said, if you made it this far, I really appreciate you. Please like the video. It helps us out a lot. Uh, let's see if we can get 100 likes on this video on YouTube. So that's the goal, 100 likes. Like the video. Let me know in the comments if you like the solo edition. Let me know in the comments how you guys did in week one. I'm curious how you guys all did. Hopefully you did better than me. Uh, good luck in your week two contests. I'll be live the rest of the week, 3 p.m. And then Saturday night on YouTube, Sunday morning on YouTube. If you have any further questions, reach out to me in our Discord, on Twitter, at Ben Hoster. Good luck in week two, and I'll see you guys next time.